Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 13 of the Wildcast, the greatest podcast here on the internet. I'm your co-host, Wildcat. We got our other co-host, Big Jiggly Panda. Today, we have a special, special guest, a group of guests for you, actually. The old school Machinima guys, the OGs of the YouTube scene, some of the oldest and most prominent figures that have got this whole gaming thing on YouTube started, C-Nanners, Hutch, and Mr. Sark. I mean, some of them are so old, like Mr. Sark, that he actually gets nom flashbacks here and there. So super fun episode talking to them, talking about some of the old school days of YouTube, how this whole gaming thing on YouTube got started, and how they all got into this scene in Machinima. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped and by Patreon, so be sure to check them out. Once again, the Wildcast, though, if you guys are watching here on YouTube, you guys can get the audio-only version on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, both by clicking the link down below in the description, or you can just search up the Wildcast. You'll find it. It's there. Or, again, you can watch the video form here on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for watching, and uh, let's go ahead and get right into the sponsors. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Now, I know it's cold outside, and it may be tempting to look like a bushwookie down there. But no, no, you need to stay groomed even in the wintertime. It's important. Ladies love it. It feels good. It looks good. Well, you're in luck, because Manscaped's got a new performance package. The ultimate package for your Manscaped grooming needs. Included in the new package is the Weed Whacker. This state-of-the-art nose hair, ear hair, whatever orifice hair trimmer that you want has a 9,000 RPM motor. That's like a Honda VTEC and a 360-degree rotary blade that's guaranteed not to cut you or pull any hairs out. Just stick it on in there. Oh, you can hear that baby going to work. Oh, yeah. Almost 80% of partners said that long nose hairs are unattractive. Imagine they're down there playing with your eggplant, and they look up, and they see an azalea bush growing out of your nose. Instant dryness. Not worth it. Also included is the lawnmower 3.0. Look at this beautiful razor. Oh, it's so good. Look, look. I'm shaving my microphone satchel hairs like it's nobody's business. It's great. It's actually incredible. Like, you could just go to town down there, and you're not going to worry about cutting yourself. All the loose, saggy, wrinkly skin, you just go after it, dude. You'll be fine. I promise. I, mean, I would still suggest stretching it out, but it's not going to cut you. You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> So if you need a Christmas gift idea for yourself or your dad or your brother, or technically you could gift it to yourself, but it'd be a gift for your girlfriend or significant other. Exactly. There you go. That would work out pretty well. Or you could get it for your significant other, sort of as like a hint, like it's time. I no longer want to play as Tarzan. Time to get rid of the jungle. Either way, the Manscaped Performance Package is an amazing gift. Of course, we can't forget the liquid formulations included. We've got the Crop Preserver, which is a nice deodorant for your sack. And of course, the Crop Reviver. It's a ball toner. Keep them bad boys feeling nice and fresh throughout a nice hot day. And if you guys get the Performance Package now, you will get two free gifts, including the Manscaped Boxers that are so, so comfortable, and the Shed Travel Bag, which is super useful and super handy when you gotta shave your balls on the go. The performance package is the best value Manscaped has to offer. And if you guys want to get it now, you can click the link down below in the description or go to manscaped.com slash wildcast for 20% off and free shipping. Once again, link down in the description or manscaped.com slash wildcast, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com slash wildcast. 20% off, free shipping, shave your balls, make them look nice, Merry Christmas, and two shiny jingly bells. Put some mistletoe on them. <laughs> Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and making our holes look sexy. This episode is also brought to you guys by Patreon. As a creator, sometimes it feels like you're making content for everybody but yourself. That's why I make Pokemon card video. 
Patreon is a creator-founded membership platform. I'm sure you guys have all heard of it at this point, where you can build up your own sort of audience and premiere things, sort of give back to them, come up with your own ideas. It's a way to give to them while also creating for yourself. With Patreon, there are no advertisers, no algorithms, and no mainstream gatekeepers that are holding your paycheck or telling you what to do. On Patreon, the people who love what you make can directly support you with paid monthly subscriptions. And in return, they'll get access to tons of exclusive content and custom rewards that you create for them. So whether you guys are an illustrator, streamer, creator, video creator, podcaster, artist, cosplayer, whatever it may be, someone out there creating content and you're struggling to find ways to support yourself or make money doing what you love, Patreon is a great solution and you should check it out. If you guys are a creative person of any kind and you're looking for more financial stability out there, be sure to check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and sign up today and start letting the people who support you actually support you. What's up, Panda? Same old shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, your setup is looking sharp back there, though. Yeah, I I got bored not being able to do anything, so I was like, I'm just going to redo my entire (laughs) office. Amazon for about a week, and now fake bonsai trees. (laughs) There you go. Dude, I gotta get little like ornaments on it to make it festive. Look at Charlie <laughs> Brown's Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the lighting. I like the whole the symmetry. Yeah. Wildcat oh. setup. I'm pretty plain Jane. Yeah. Listen, I'm moving. It does in, look like um, yeah, he yeah. looks like he's in a shipping container, like on a freighter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually moving in a couple months. Hopefully, it might take a little longer because I'm having oh, in, you are? In, in the new house. I'm having like a full on like office area built. So I'll actually for the first time. In my nine years of doing this, have a place that doesn't look like some <laughs> some kid just went to Walmart and got those plastic tables and threw some <laughs> right, monitors right, right. on it. Yeah. All right. Well, there's no real intro to this ever. I've been recording this whole time. We'll mm-hmm. edit out anything <laughs> that was dumb or whatever. But yeah, this is, I just I just click because you never know what you might randomly start talking about and then miss it. Now so, we know right. about Hutch's dreams. Yeah, that's just Dream always right, how I, that's just always how I do it. Um, that's years of recording with Vanos in practice right yeah, there. Yeah, you Does don't want to record. <laughs> you don't want to miss nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome. This is, I think, episode 12, I think, of the podcast. And if you guys aren't familiar with it, basically what we do, I've just been talking to like different people I've met throughout the years doing this whole thing and just especially people that have been doing it a long time and just kind of going back through like the whole process, how everyone got started, everyone started playing games. Uh, and just kind of walking through the years it's been kind of fun um yeah anthony is much more familiar with you guys than i am because he was watching a lot more machinima respawn (laughs) before i even started doing youtube and like even learned about this whole world because i didn't really get into it until like late 2011 and by then you guys were rolling by then so i'm letting letting anthony kind of take the lead on this right yeah that's when it's really started cracking i would say yeah that was or, the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One year. We're yeah, gonna absolutely. dig into it. I wanna. I've I've dug down memory lane a little bit. I I don't know. Let's. I think it's a fair introduction to say that you know we what Tyler said is we've we're talking to a lot of people that we've met along the way doing YouTube, but I'd say it's a fair assumption that you three are probably an inspiration for a fair majority of the people that are out there doing it to some degree. If it's not directly, then somehow indirectly because of. I mean, Adam, you were the first to a million in gaming ever. 
When did that take place? I don't even know that. I know that that happened. 2014, but... maybe? No, 14? it would be before no, that. I hit a million in 2014. That had to be like 2011 or something. 2012 or 2011. 20, 20, it would have been 2011 with the Minecraft stuff, I think. Could maybe. Be. I mean, that oh, sounds about right. I mean, Minecraft, yeah. Also, you played know. with Dead Mouse, so that's an easy <laughs> uh, 350k. Right All right. <laughs> Wait, is that a I thing mean, that happened? Yeah. yeah, very early on. I think it was uh, it was Luke. He reached. He was talking to someone's representative somewhere, and somehow, and uh, that got set up, and we just kind of ran with it. But um, yeah, that was probably one of those very early collabs. I don't. What what kind of happened before that? I don't know if any because Machinima was it had a, a community, but it wasn't like universally known um, on the level well, of some of these uh, personalities and DJs well, I, and producers. I had interviewed uh, M Shadows from Avenged Seven Sevenfold. I think the yeah, same yeah. like early was that on my camp budge or was that just like a yeah they the, it, it was shortly after Modern Warfare Two got launched I think and I and that was like the first sign that I think um sort of pop stars and sort of like different industries were getting interested in gaming mm-hmm. um and then Dead Mouse was like a kind of a step up from that yeah, that was that was a fun fun time Dead, Dead and we were pretty, <laughs> yeah we were all into time. all this stuff yeah yeah but. Machinima saw do- dollar sign. That's all Machinima saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they did, yeah. <laughs> they're not seeing many of those anymore. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. So, uh, of the three of you, Sark, were you the first one at Machinima after your G4 days? Well, see, this is where it all gets hazy. Okay. Because it depends on how you define first and at Machinima. <laughs> because it's, yes, I yes. was hired on like within at the Machinima. company. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was the first of us three. Okay. I was nowhere near the first at Machinima. Obviously, they'd been cranking for a while. No, but no, no. Obviously, you're not like the Godfather Machinima, but like no, the first no, no. of you three to be a member of that sort of company. I'm sort of the godfather of Respawn, even though go. they were they were starting Respawn and they uh, were trying to figure out what to do with it. So I was the, the first hire as far as... Um, did they poach you? Putting it together. They um, a lot of other people. Too. They did. Yeah, well, they poached... Well, you know, legally, this this became a thing <laughs> shortly, after, <laughs> shortly after my hiring. Oh, is this, right. is this NDA area? So, no, no. I mean, it might be if Machinima wasn't six feet under. But yeah, I guess yeah. they're not technically, but... Okay. I forgot about I, that, yeah. There was like some drama around that. Right there was when drama when I came in, and then we'll get to drama when I, when I bailed, but uh yeah they they like g4 didn't want to let me go so they were they were grumpy to machinima about this and did, did a little saber rattling and machinima was like yeah we're the fucking for the the machinima was like the punk rock kid like <laughs> dude, we don't give a shit they're like we're like a scrappy bunch of rejects making good or whatever <laughs> and uh yeah so they hired me on to help sort of um steer and craft respawn because they needed a place because these guys and whoever that wherever you're going to end up sitting <laughs> these guys and a bunch and and some others who actually slightly predated both hutch and nanners um like blame truth xcal even some gameplay people like super great friend they'd they'd been doing commentaries but that shit was blowing up and it was basically filling and overshadowing the main channel on machinima's content and so they wanted a place, like a place to dump all that. So that's what they were hiring me to sort of 
set up and figure out what to do with all of this stuff. So I wasn't yeah, we first at Machinima. We were, I was sort of helping them organize Respawn initially. And then yeah. Hutch and Nanners came in. Also, not they were early, but not the first. But they were definitely the ones that... Uh, that became like the 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 faces on the posters that they were like the first two right. stars. Were you guys what they considered like the premium directors before they brought you in to work at the like the brick and mortar location? Yeah, yeah. You, you, when you, when you exactly did one, the uh, the premium director thing happen? I got a little 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 hazy in terms of because I know you got a job, and I was like, I, oh. You I got a say, job. I was like, I want a job too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Real quick, before you before you get into that, at the time, keep in mind while we're talking about all this, at the time, getting the job at the place was the next thing. Yep. Yeah. Now that seems insane, but right. at the time, just keep in mind, well, there was more uh, money there. Yeah, you yeah, and more security other than via Machinima. So. Well, there was more money uh, there, there at the time. There wasn't more, there wasn't more money there. There wasn't more no. money there. But but my but my logic was that it was uh, like there would have been if you asked for what I had told you to ask for. <laughs> you but there was um but there was this was before we knew that channels themselves could be monetized. Yeah. So like uh, you could like I think I knew that I would have made more money if I would have just kept making more videos. But I figured long term there was way more security working for a company. Cause I'm like, I don't know if like the cha- YouTube's going to change their algorithm in six months or how long the pro- platform's going to be around. And so I, th- I saw that as an opportunity to, to jump into something a little bit more long-term. And then like six months later, they started because, because another company was doing it, the station or the game station was like their subsidiary or whatever. Yeah. They were handing out partnerships to individual channels, which Machinima was not doing. And then Nanners and I at the same time were like, uh, <laughs> I bounced what? so fast. Cause when I, when I got the job, I didn't, I didn't actually made money off of posting on uh, machinima. So when I got there, they actually cut me a check when I got the job and I was like, so it was kind of a weird timing thing where I didn't know the potential it had until I had already joined the company. And then I was like, and then, and then down the line when that actually was a case, I was like, why am I working here if I can just be my own boss? And so. I, I bounced so fast and, and Sark and Hutch were like, all right, let's just feel this out. I was like, nope, I'm gone. <laughs> I was like, I'm so gone. It was one of the you stipulations of being there. You bounced yeah. first, but it was not a fast exit. Getting you guys out messy, of there yeah. was like, it was yeah. like Jim Carrey climbing out of that rhino's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... <laughs> yeah, I remember that was that. a nightmare. Yeah, was it written into your guys' contracts that you couldn't run your own channels while being a, like there? There you was ownership. I don't. I don't know what it was, but like we had. I remember I got the job, and they're like, "Here's a contract." I was like, "I just want a job." So getting out and making sure everything was clean and like I was my own. Um, I had ownership over everything. Was a little bit messy, but um, that was definitely necessary. We signed over. We signed over channels to Machinima. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, any any like Nanner's like entire like Minecraft series. He didn't like that. All that ad revenue went to. Papa Machinima. Yeah, yeah, they could not make any money off off their channels. Conflict. Keep in mind, also keep in mind, we gotta we gotta hate yeah. because a lot of people watching this are not gonna know like the the landscape was totally different. So I, I barely was, even know. That's what I was saying. Is like this was like some of this stuff was happening before yeah. I even had internet. I lived out in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. <laughs> I had dial up yeah. until like two two thousand like eleven two thousand ten. So even all this stuff is like, I didn't even know about all this stuff. 
There yeah. was not live streaming. Just no. that, that just was not a thing. And it wasn't and, even commentaries. It was just Bruce and Xcal, or Bruce is Xcal and Anthony just putting up like who, gameplay what videos. Their, what are their yeah. channels? I, I always kind of wonder because I know that those names were thrown around, but were there other like known gaming channels that existed? Like who is like the first? Like pre pre machinima? Like in terms of YouTube, as far as like gameplay, content. yeah, like who did? I think tons, I think there were, there were tons. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, they just weren't. They, they weren't the like they weren't like super big. Like you know, ten thousand subscribers back then was. I think Blame yeah. Truth yeah. Get, gets oh, yeah. the title, but okay. there was a bunch of people that popped up. Um, like until relatively recently, there's a there's a guy called Super Great Friend, and I didn't find out about him until recently. But he's been uploading. Uh, single player let's play com- like commentaries since late 2009 so he, i mean there was people that were in there uh super early i remember but, hearing about yeah, like, that's the other thing God. as far as money goes the other thing just people just remember as you're listening to this that you couldn't because some of these decisions seem so foolish now <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't you basically like that yeah, yeah, I'm going to speak broadly, but basically you couldn't make money on your channel, mm-hmm. basically, initially. You built up a following and then you and then you made money on the side doing like, you know, maybe, maybe you could do some merch or something, but none of that was really a thing yet. It was more yeah. like just building up uh, there, there were, people um, following you. There were like little kind of tiny like silly ways to make money like i remember you you guys remember the toolbar i know nanners remembers it yes oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. vaguely Sorry. familiar there was like this toolbar oh, that yeah like a cr- could, like an extension or something right i don't even know how you could make money up like i guess if i don't downloaded, it was like it was like a google <laughs> chrome extension or something and you could you could you could embed like an rss feed so if you had like a favorite podcast you could play it straight from the toolbar and I don't even remember Did what else. Did we do host did. migration with that thing? It yeah, we integrated sucked. into the toolbar. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember I made like twelve hundred dollars off that thing or something like that. And then there was like another competing video platform. I can't remember remember the name of it, but they offered partnerships. But it was like for very very little money, so you could make like five bucks off a video that got fifty thousand views or whatever. But you would like everybody was trying to figure out a way to make money because I think everybody yeah. was. Yeah. Kind of at the same time figuring out, well, if we can, you know, if we can build these big audiences, then there has to, there just has to be a way to turn. There was a few big like chapter uh, evolutions. I'll probably miss a couple of them, but one of the big ones early on was that YouTube opened up like at the ability to monetize videos um, if you were under the umbrella of one of their like networks. Right. That was a big deal. So then it became this gold rush for who could be partnered. And yeah, machi- you know, that's there was exactly like when I different- started was everyone was like, oh, I've got to get Machinima partnership. Like that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then there was sort of a macro competition between the MCNs of like how many collective views can we get a month? Totally. So, and then that and then, the, then the, the next chunk happened when YouTube said. And I remember the more I remember a few mornings where I'd come in and get like the latest at work and be like, "Well, this spells the end of Machinima," because like, it was like the other one was YouTube basically opened the floodgates and said, "We can partner you with ads like our AdSense program, and now you no longer need to be uh, part of a network to monetize your videos." And ever since then, the use of networks has been dramatically reduced because it became sort of maybe a line of communication to YouTube, maybe, but even then not always. So it 
once once YouTube did that, then the networks had to really scramble. That's why we get emails all the time in our biz emails that are like, "Hey, do you want to you know uh, do you want to sponsor this new? Uh, you want to do a ninety second pre roll on your new video? They're really <laughs> trying to like because the, now the networks see themselves as maybe I can bring them." Um, sponsored deals that's become like a thing that yeah. the network focuses on yeah. it used to more, just be like they took a chunk of your yeah. basic ad revenue so there was also a mexican standoff between youtube and creators and the game studios at the time because technically we were you're supposed to be like if if, if the if the video game companies wanted to enforce it they could say that if you want to post videos of their video game you have to get a license to do it yeah, yeah. but but i think they figured out really early on that it was advantageous for them to allow creators to post games and, and and monetize it because surely it was driving up game sales um but in the beginning there was just like any day now they could kind of start <laughs> cracking cracking do you, the, do you remember the when, when you would upload stuff it would explicitly say like i own this and you have to click it and you'd be like in order to play yeah this is like you have to play ball but at the same time it's like a weird shaky but now it's like yeah. people are offering like exclusive opportunities to play things early or sponsor a video or what have you so yeah yeah definitely way different yeah and youtube knew what was going on too it's not like they weren't aware yeah when you were when we would click those boxes or whatever yeah so it was a whole different universe yeah i still remember my my first contract i was with i was with yaush you guys remember yaush (laughs) (laughs) i was with yaush dude who at the time was like it was like yaush is who you went with if you couldn't get with machinima I'm not ashamed to admit yeah. it because you know it worked out all right for me. They weren't predatory in any way. They were pretty yeah, chill, but my first contract sucked ass. So with Yosh, the way it was was Yosh was technically a subsidiary of Full Screen, who I've been with for a long time, and Full Screen would pay out 75% to the creator and then 25% to themselves. Unless you were with Yosh, in which Yosh would take another 10% of that 75%. So I was getting like oh, wow. 67% or something of what yeah, I made yeah. or something like that. Still but better than H- my OG Machinima contract. Yeah. The old 6040. I just remember stupid. They fucking tricked me into promoting them, actually. Like, I didn't know what Yaush was, but you remember at Cod XP uh, 2011 Sarkin Nanners? Uh, I don't know if you guys were there, but they just like yeah. uh, this group of people walked up to me and they said, Hey, can you look at the camera and just say Yaush, damn it? Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that was out, a thing. I found out afterwards that I was like, <laughs> did, you, uh, promoting did you sign our anything or no? Yaush, damn it. Yeah, I remember that. No, Did you I get in trouble for that, or no? It was just kind of embarrassing. Uh, okay. I remember. I remember one thing with Yosh early on is they required you to like opt into this like third party program thing, where essentially every person that was partnered with Yosh would like every other person who was partnered with Yosh's videos. So right. every day, my account wow. was liking hundreds of videos. Yeah. Wow, that's dude. You, you, Legitima had that too. Adam's dirty. Yeah, had that too. We called it the Death Star, so they could <laughs> mass, no. they could mass like uh, videos with this tool. Wait, what? Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, re- the Death Star. Jesus. They wanted to yeah. pimp something out. They'd be like, "Dude, the new Mortal Kombat series is up, or whatever." And then oh, that's right. all the yeah. channels that were under Machinima could be like simultaneously liking yeah. this thing i think it was favoriting back then i could be wrong it was yeah, like yeah, and favoriting yeah, yeah. yeah there was there was and then super. there was the stars before that uh, and the five star yeah, rating system yeah did they is the did they have the way back machine is that still 
can go back and see. I think see. that's still a thing, yeah. Yeah, you can go back. I went back and looked at my channel like super Oops. early. Hold on. <laughs> I jokingly uh, like put a fictional penis size in, in the profile of my of my uh, original YouTube channel. <laughs> you can still find Wait, that. What? You can still find that on the. I put like my height, weight, penis size. <laughs> And you can still find that on the Wayback Machine. Oh my god. Was it accurate? <laughs> Your information's just all out there. Yeah. I don't know if people were archiving everything. Oh, here's I mean, it was like as clear back then that the written, the internet was like really written in ink. But yeah. I think I'm finding a snapshot right now of my channel from July of twenty twelve. It'll pull it up. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Dude, this the means, but my machine is so cool. <laughs> My profile picture is some hot chick with nice tits, and <laughs> <laughs> my channel name is I Am Wildcat, and then slash, apparently at this time I was an AGN live director, whatever that means. I don't remember that at all. AGN live? It had to be like oh, some man. small network of friends or something. So what, how did YouTube- I had 443 man. subscribers. This is July 10th, how did, 2012. How did YouTube get in, into- um? into gaming like i'm mark i'm, I'm a, i know a little bit about jiggly panda but we can talk about that again but if yeah. you're saying you didn't have you only had dial you had dial up internet until 2012 yeah. or 11 or whatever how did you yeah i can i get, can walk, I can walk through that at, like multiplayer games yeah i can walk through that super quick so i played a lot of like call of duty with friends obviously just like split screen and stuff i played through all the campaigns it was like my favorite series i still i like i was excited for cod 4 not because of the multiplayer but because i got to play the campaign in hd <laughs> like that was the exciting thing for me and then I remember, well, I, I think it was, was fucking dope. Yeah. And I think it was Modern Warfare 2. I went to a friend's house and played online for like my first time and I did all right. Like I was pretty okay. Um, and then, yeah, Black Ops 1 came out and then like midway through Black Ops 1 is when we finally got high speed internet, which out in the middle of nowhere, it was still like three megabits down, like one up or something like that. I would like two bar most of the time. Um, that's when I started and I don't know, I just got pretty decent at it like right away. Um, but I, I, around that same time or a little bit before that I, is when I found YouTube. And so I was, I was just picking up all the tips and tricks. Uh, and then when I started my channel in 2011 on my first video, Vanoss, who now has like 25 million subscribers, he wrote a comment on my video and being like, Hey, great first video. If you want to talk, uh, I sent you a message or whatever. He was just going around and finding people who had just started channels. I was just trying to network with them. And I was one of the people he messaged and Anthony was one of the people he messaged. So that's how we met. Mm. Fucking hell. Talk yeah. about striking gold. Yeah. Holy shit. The comments still on my channel. At- you, you can still see it. You go on that first video. You can see one of the comments is like from Vanos Gaming nine years ago or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Were you looking just for tips and tricks? Or were you looking for... I watched, I watched commentaries. And yeah, I watched a little bit of everything. Yeah. But like, I think I found XCal first. And I just liked watching him because he just shit on people. Like he just yeah. destroyed pubs. And then I found uh, Wings um, back before he was, well, he's always been insane, let's be honest. And then I think Hutch is right up when I found you, because I think you did, it was either you were doing a dual com with John uh, S&Ds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, or yep. if it, it might have been the one with, with Jordy. The, the <laughs> on yeah. whatever that fucking map was. The hotly contested uh, <laughs> camping debate. Back yeah, then. yeah, that one. <laughs> so I got to watch that like a year or two later. It was like, man, this is some good shit. <laughs> I was like, Dude, I, 
There, I, had like, I had like two years. Back then. I had like two years of random like drama and events that had happened in this community. I just learned about. So that was a, that was a fun like. 2011 was a good year to get into watching YouTube because there was so much shit before that was yeah. just like the juicy shit, you know? Like, I just got to see the highlights. It was great. Well, drama back then wasn't... It's not as dark as it is now. Like, yeah. Drama now, drama now it was is like, like faking like, nukes and shit. Really <laughs> terrible shit. But yeah, back then it was like faking nukes or camping. Or <laughs> I think I've mind. always thought it's funny that the whole, like, the whole movement basically kicked off with Call of Duty. Which is now considered to kind of be like the Neanderthals of gamers. The Call of Duty kids are the ones that kicked off the whole ga- broadcast gaming movement. I always thought that was kind of funny. I think they were more considered Neanderthals back then, but now I, I feel like the COD scene has way more legitimacy because of, um, uh, because of the... Uh, Esports scenes primarily, but that now you have like you know huge streamers like Nick Marks and yeah, like and yeah, awesome. cross yeah. playing all that and stuff. I think it was just that back then that was like, and for most people, like the pinnacle of online gaming was like Xbox 360 Call of Duty games, like that was like as good yeah. as it got yeah. in terms of playing online if you didn't have like a PC and stuff, obviously. But there was a ton of Halo content too, true. Yeah, Halo, like, obviously, it wasn't, it wasn't just COD was like definitely reigned supreme back then, but there were a lot of Halo griefing videos back in the day too that got a decent amount of views. And yep, um, there were people that sort of laid the groundwork before we came, so it wasn't it wasn't like COD was the thing that like kicked it all off. Like, there were, I think, there were like no, se- no, but it markers. was the it was the 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 wave that like carried it into you know, caught on. Sure. Yeah, well, it's, pro- sure. it's probably just because the game itself was so successful. Like Modern Warfare Two at the time was like the biggest entertainment launch of all time. I think they made a billion dollars in a few days, which was unheard of at the time. Maybe like Rockstar Games, maybe Grand Theft Auto did. Yeah, numbers, GTA but... did something like that. <clears throat> well, I think yeah. the rowdy, the rowdiness of the crowd actually is part of why. It's just always been funny to me because you know you look now and it's like let's play Call of you know Call of Duty's big, but. There's just so many other things that people do with it. But back then it was just a bunch of crazy people like running around, <laughs> either wrecking or being like wildly inappropriate. And, and it was fun to watch. That second part is key, too, because we, we grew up in a time where if you know, if you wanted to watch something with cursing or whatever, you had to like rent it from Blockbuster or your parents had to have like an HBO account or a Showtime account or something like that. And like right around like the early 2000s, like mid 2000s to 2010 was this, this sort of like advent of this whole new type of way of consuming content. Now you were, yeah. I get people that hit me up. They're like, I've been watching your videos since I was 12 years old. I'm like, you should not <laughs> yeah. 12, years, no. 12 years old. But that was, I think probably the biggest part of the appeal. Cause like you instead you could just click a, click a button and then you're watching somebody talk about like threesomes or whatever. <laughs> And it was, there was no barrier. I mean, you were also inter- one button inter- to click away from watching a threesome, but I mean, sure, <laughs> yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever your choice yes. was. Yes. That but you might of... get trouble if someone got eyes on your browser history doing that. But yeah, now true. it's like, dude, now like, you can oh, go he's... on Twitch and watch like uh, chicks paint their titties. And it's like, mom, I was just watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter, <laughs> little Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. But Adam, you were, you, you were kind of the, um, you were kind of the, like the good boy of. of yeah. Like, I was about to say that. Gamer. Yeah, you, you were, early you were, on, I, I was really mindful of not wanting to be like to curse, and because I knew that I'm like I have no idea who's watching me. Over time, it just degraded, and it doesn't really matter anymore. But like early on, I was very mindful of like, okay, like kids play video games, and I'm playing video games. I'm making video game videos. 
So it made a lot of sense. But when I go back and watch stuff, you can kind of see it slowly. Because I remember we had, we had recorded a commentary and you were trying to get me to curse, which I did yeah. curse in real life. Yep. I just was trying not to to be problematic. But but yeah, I mean, now it's just that, kind of like whatever. We, we got you. That was half the shit back then was just trying to make yeah. it as uncomfortable. As yeah, it was a lot. I was a lot of back then. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. That was the MO is that you guys would just do some fucked up stuff. And then I'd just be like, did they just say that? Did they just do that? Why are we? Yeah, here? the what elevator pitch about? that I gave people for yeah. all of Respawn was it's it's two gaming uh, like online celebrities trapped in a room with me. That was like the <laughs> so because I'm not nobody knew who I was. They knew who you were, and the whole show was just pretty much me making both of you uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like it, the, it worked out. I mean, <laughs> respawn was an internet phenomenon. I mean, it really was. It was something where a lot of people because it was was it weekly, daily. Did it, did it kind of shift around? Mm. It, 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 it shifted it started, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it started as a few days a week, and then they wanted it every day. And then that's when Just like I got girlfriend out. Sark, you had, you, I think you both had like way more stamina than I did, but I felt really burnt out by like the end of 2011. Which, and, and then I would like beat myself up about it too, because it was like, well, you know, we're only recording for like two hours a day, so how hard this could could this be for like? to do it five days a week, but that wasn't really the, 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 the amount of time wasn't really the point, but it was just sort of like everything that went into it. It just, I felt like it took a lot of energy out of me. Yeah. What, well, like, yeah, it was, you were was editing your own videos diminished. and shit too. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. You're just overworking yourself, not necessarily what you were doing. You were just taking on more than you could handle. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like a little bit. Yeah. And then I, I kind of felt like personally responsible for the company after a while. Cause people would always like go to me for complaints mm. and stuff on social media so every time oh, we them fucked up which they did very often i would yep. get really that's uncomfortable and that's fizz now on another level with youtube <laughs> fizz gets i see people tweet <laughs> shit at him all the time i'm like that's not, <laughs> that's not his fucking job dude like uh, he's really good at compartmentalizing yeah he now, is so. he is mm. but i can see how that would be pretty draining what initially yeah. led to you leaving touch was it the like a compound of everything you just said on top of well the money that you could be making from your own channel because didn't you step away for like a year or two it was like six completely? months uh yeah pretty much yeah i went uh, almost completely off the grid um when nanners left it really bummed me out because i felt like it, like i felt like in my heart i knew like this was the beginning of the end and i didn't want it to end because 2011 was a hell of fucking fun year um I think Santa, uh, Nanners and, and Sark would agree. Like there was, we got to travel a lot, and it was just like you said. It just felt like we were a part of this like cultural phenomenon, and that felt really fun and, and rewarding. And then as soon as Nanners left, that was like the first marker of okay, well, this is you know this thing has a has a expiration date. Because when I first got the job, I'm like, Machinima is going to last forever. You know, like, <laughs> I'm be doing, doing this when I'm fifty. And, and like for, so for it to start to end like a year and a half later, really. <laughs> emotionally affected me and so i got pretty depressed and so i stepped away for like six months and then kind of slowly crept back yeah. um it's a lot easier though when you get to make your own hours and you get to decide what kind of content you want to make and you don't have to worry about ridiculous ad buys like uh what was a uh, full metal jousting on uh full metal jousting <laughs> yeah what was Didn't alan wake remember alan wake you were like going to the middle of, i think sark was going to the middle of nowhere doing god knows what <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck was that? Dude, I'm up in the mountains. It was, 
And then I was another, with Ron. I was with Ron, like wait, like yeah. waiting around, at road tripping with our boss. It was like the hangover. So this is how it went. So like nowadays, like you get like we were saying earlier, you get you know like people reach out to you, want you to pimp out a game. Do with Machinima, they would hit up Machinima, and Machinima would try to sign these like multi million dollar um, engagements that that would like be worked into every video so it was like every video we did had to start off with like a horror skit that had like a a through line so it was like yeah. the office is haunted or whatever and it just and it wasn't supposed I, to be funny it was about, like they wanted it to be like no, yeah. no we want them to actually be scared and it just felt so out of place <laughs> They thought it was super scary to have annotations popping up in the middle of your screen <laughs> that would say like "eat me" or whatever for a second, and you'd be like, "Whoa, what, what, what was that?" I forgot yeah. about annotations on YouTube. Holy oh, man! If you watch the videos, they called it alter, alternate reality something. AR, AR, ARG. What did they call it? ARG, alternate reality games. Augmented reality. They're always trying to do. Yeah, they would. Uh, they would work in. A, they tried to work in a bunch of ARGs. But they're super weak. Didn't you say? But it was Bad just Bad always. Still wanted to <laughs> sponsor respawn. Didn't you? Didn't they literally want to sponsor? Yeah, yeah. Anything that like there was so there's like <laughs> there's supposed to be a buffer. So I was working. If you want to see the interior of Machinima, there's a yeah. production team and uh, and a programming team. And then there was a ads and sales department. So everyone's the programming team is de deciding what shows they need and when shit goes live. And then, then technically, like the production team, us were like their client, or we had a client relationship. So they would come to us and say, "This is what we need. We need something on Friday." And we have Vagisil on the on the line, and we'd be like, and then and then it's on us to be like, okay, Fridays like sour vaginas. What do we got, people? And it's like the whiteboard, and you're like, uh, and then and then the ad and sales team is supposed to be the team that is would say, no, I don't think Vagisil is a good match for our all male. Call of Duty gaming team. <laughs> but it didn't. That shit just would like fly straight through all like barriers and just land right on us. And so that's part of where a lot of the exhaustion came from is the asks that would come down to us were just like, I mean, it ranged from we just need you to do another show, Hutch. And you'd be like, oh, I don't want to do another show. I just want to play Call of Duty. Or it could range to we need a six part Alan Wake horror anthology <laughs> shot that that's going to bookend your videos for a month and you'd just be like dude this sucks but some of them were which really is cool. why i yeah, ended yeah. up in the lake in the mountains while these guys were back at the office because i didn't yeah. want, i didn't want them yeah. to have to deal You're with a it. giant meat shield everyone's like, i was i ended up being you're just shield. like i can talk to them i'll do <laughs> it i'll be your whore daddy <laughs> <laughs> but you say Vagisil, I say how deep. <laughs> <laughs> some we didn't that do Vagisil, really well, though, though, I canceled that. You had fun with like the, like some integrations were pretty fun. Like you had a lot of fun with the um, Tron one, I remember, because you were a big I fan. I mean, fun. Uh, well, you look like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I smiled a lot on camera. Yeah, I was wearing a skin black suit and like skin type black suit. <laughs> Um, Even like shit like Full Metal Jousting, 
I don't want to cover jousting, but it was a trip to New York. What the? Uh, what is Full Metal Jousting, dude? <laughs> We're gonna need the story. He just, just shakes his head. We're gonna need the story. It's exactly how it sounds. Because you're saying this- it like we all should know, but I have no idea what the hell full metal. No, no, there's a whole bunch of this is. shit. X arm. You guys remember X arm? The extreme yeah. arm where you arm wrestle while chained to a post, but you can also kick and punch the other guy. <laughs> and they they were trying to make that into a fucking oh, real thing. It still is. If you just Google X arm, they're still doing it. But anyway. They were, convinced, they were convinced on some level that that might take off or something. They wanted us to do all this shit. Full Metal Jousting was a real jousting. That doesn't sound like, real. Knights in Armor show. And they wanted us to pr- promote it and be like, hi, Mr. Sark here, live from the mid- Middle Ages. <laughs> Whatever, like, we were in Madison good. Square Garden. They, they, they were doing yeah. like some kind of oh, a yeah. rodeo event in Madison Square Garden. Were there horses? Just yeah, like, it was, it was, it was the whole, the whole, the whole thing. thing. Yeah, Sounds like so they were the halftime. So yeah, it was like a history show or something like that. Yeah, I forget was. what network it was going on, but they were doing the halftime show within a PBR like rodeo, big rodeo event at yeah. Madison Square Garden. So we got to fly to New York. That's cool. We got to hang out. But we didn't get to do anything we wanted to do. We, you know, we just went to Madison Square Garden and watched a rodeo, which was cool. And then we had to do like all these interviews with jousters and shit. And it's just uh, (laughs) they'd film our reactions. So like there was this expectation that and I'm not very good at faking him like faking emotion. I'm yeah. really not good at that. And so like they would the, the camp they would like point the camera in my face and they would expect me to be like <gasps> when <laughs> yeah, some yeah. like major joust happened or something and my face was just sort of mild. So you get a lot of reactions like this, us watching and going like this, and then seeing the camera and being like <laughs> 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 or they or they would only send one camera to do an interview. Uh, and everyone's still working their shit out. Like our cameramen and sound guys eventually really had their shit down. But sometimes on the road, mm. you'd hire somebody there. No, not everyone's firing on all pistons. So then you get interviews where it's like, it's me with a mic. And I'm saying like, so tell me about your armor. And then the camera would pan over to the guy and he'd be like, it's fuck, it's so heavy. <laughs> and then and then he'd keep talking. I polish it every day, la la la. But the camera would drift back to me, and I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting. And I'm like, yeah, he's talking. Why are you pointing the camera at me? <laughs> anyway, it's just sloppy, fucking horse shit. I'm so sad that, like, that all those videos are 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 gone. I mean, obviously some have been like re-uploaded and stuff, but how many, somebody, how, how many respawn? Uh, there was a guy named Kamenaji that ar- archived, I think, like a lot of it, but not all of it. But in- the IG guys somehow got managed to escape with like a hard drive copy of all their videos. And I wonder if there's a hard drive out there in some floating around or something that has millions of the respawn videos. <laughs> it's I'm gonna say it's probably a good thing that those videos don't exist anymore for uh for the sake of our future careers. <laughs> but there was like some I some, own it. <laughs> some de- some degree of sadness, I guess. But it's probably I mean, it's thing. we were yeah, it's, wild. It's, it's comedy with the timing. Like the office couldn't be remade today with some of the jokes that are on there. It's that's yeah. true. That's true. And I mean, there's you guys, also you guys had a, a lot of like hung out camp. in poor alley. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one of the first videos that Sark ever did, 
he looked at the camera and said he would violate, and I'm using a different word, he said he would violate his mother to death for $10,000. <laughs> and then the uh, See, that's not the for everyone, sales. you know, these days, <laughs> but yeah, that's for a very niche audience, you know, or the or all audiences back then. Even the the like comments back then were like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's too far, dude. But you knew how to, to your credit, you knew how to um ingratiate yourself. Is that the word? You knew how to uh appeal yeah. to the caught to the to the caught Oh well, I think well. so. Because you so sounded I, like not too dissimilar from what you would hear on like the comms when you were playing I think <laughs> Context is everything, and even though when you get like that far out there, it gets a little shaky. Mm. Uh, I think there's a lot going on, like in the you know in the in the scene and what we were doing. That you know, it it paints all that stuff in a very clearly uh, like joking picture, so that even if somebody gets butt hurt by some of the shit we did today, I mean, we've got, I've, there's blackface clips floating around. We've got all <laughs> kinds of insane shit, but, <laughs> but it's all in this, like, dude, it was just wild jokes. And... Would, put, would put nanners in blackface for one of the thumbnails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? One of, respawn, one of the respawn thumbnails, he made you black and gave you an afro. You don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm just trying to picture like a YouTuber trying to do that these days. <laughs> like yeah, the same, the shock, like <laughs> face cam, <laughs> like thumbnail. Dude, oh it was my the god! Wild West. No, oh my I mean, god. do you guys have specific memories of like a super uncomfortable moment on camera? Not even as necessarily as a group, but just personally. Like, is there a moment you could reach back on and been like, "Fuck, I would never want to relive that." <laughs> Either at Machinima or not. Now I'm just kind of curious with all these stories. My memory's super bad, so you blocked you blocked them out. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a future thinker, so like all of this, I'm just like, mm-hmm, sounds great. Uh, I don't know. You guys probably because I was thinking when you were telling stories about traveling, because I remember when I came on, you guys got to travel internationally, and they would pick the two of you as like the A squad, and I kind of got left behind. But I'm sort of glad now that I didn't get subjected to like yeah. metal jousting and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all kinds of like shenanigans. Gamescom day one was brutal. It was but that was actually you know what that'll be my memory. It was a was and we've talked about this a bunch before. But um, they flew us to Cologne. They they flew us to Dallas, and then we came back for a day, and then they flew us to Cologne, Germany, and it was a I think like a twelve hour flight or something like that. I don't know. It was a pretty long flight, like nine to twelve hours. And I didn't get any sleep the night before because my logic was that I'm just going to sleep on the plane, and then that way when when we get there, I won't be jet lagged. And I couldn't sleep on the plane. So by the time we landed, I was on like, I was, I had been up for like 36 hours or something like that. And they scheduled us to go to a Sony party and cover <laughs> it that night. And so yeah, yeah. We, we took, we took like a two hour nap, Sark. And then I don't know how you did it. You were, you were the champion of that day. Cause if you look at the footage and which Cocaine. you can't find anymore, <laughs> I'm just, I, you're doing this interview and I'm just in the back. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like barely hanging on to life. Yeah, it was um, nasty. That was, that was brutal. brutal. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember a time when Nanners was real uncomfortable. What about that? Was, I'm that sure was, you were responsible for a few. <laughs> I think I was always this the straight man. Like, uh, I think I remember one time we got cupcakes and you guys wanted to like eat cupcakes together. I was like, oh, dudes, I don't want to <laughs> eat your cupcakes. And you guys were like sharing them. I'm like, because you guys were pretty pretty on board to do just about anything. I'm like, 
I don't know where you've been, Lou. So I'm just not touching that cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That was the only thing I can think of. And anything gross, probably. But in terms of like awkward situations with people that either don't want to be there and then we don't know what we're doing. I mean, that was that happened like a lot, especially when you have because um, machinima was big in a certain bubble, but not universally so. So yeah. I'm sure that probably uh, there may have been situations, but again, probably I forgot Espe- about them. Especially all by for now. Y- especially for you and me, because Sark, you had a experience with being in front of camera, maybe interviewing people too. I'm not sure how much experience you had, but Nanners and I rose. I was always from, behind the camera. Yeah, rose from absolute obscurity. Like totally. Nanners was like a yeah. was like a film school student, and I was a waiter. And then we got thrust into this situation, which it was totally scary and uncomfortable, like 50% of the time in the beginning, I would say. And then we probably got a little used to it after that. But yeah, it's scary as hell when you're when you when you have no experience and you don't know how good you're going to be at interviewing people. And <clears throat> yeah, it's real stressful. So like I had a little a little leading into it from G4, but it wasn't a ton. And I never wanted to be uh, on camera. I, I still don't. <laughs> but they had uh, at G4, I had pitched a thing where um, I would play with viewers um and uh and they could turn it into a segment and it would sort of um address the criticism that like morgan and adam are not gamers or whatever which is wasn't true but they definitely like you know they liked playing different games than you know they weren't mlg competitive gamers so they They like playing playing platformers and rpgs or whatever so i was like how about i play these things and then you can turn it into a segment of playing with viewer segment and they were like good do it and you're hosting and i was like okay so that was basically <laughs> where that me being on camera started but with you guys yeah people don't people don't um it's hard it's hard to understand until you've been in the position where say for example like you're going to e3 i remember e3 was always really stressful for us because an e3 for us was we're we're showing up We've got a camera and sound guy assigned to us, and we have a schedule of like 15 devs that we need to interview about their game. And it's nothing, it's not about like what's in our wheelhouse or what we're interested in. It's just we're, it's just we're part of the larger schedule. And so it's Mm -hmm. like you've got Hutch has got to interview um, Logging Simulator 2013. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then Nanners is talking to the lead dev uh, at Squaresoft via a Japanese English translator (laughs) about the latest, like, Final Fantasy. I remember that. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And and you're not looking forward to any of it. And you're just like, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to look like such a fool because I know nothing about this guy's game. I mean, hopefully you did homework the night before but even then you're kind of faking it yeah. i did it's do homework just, and i was sk- still scared shitless yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean it's just homework, stressful yeah. it's just stressful yeah. because you are it's it's almost like the stress of doing um and again this is not something people a lot of people can like hone in on but it's like doing improv because you're just winging it um for hours you're just like hoping um, that you don't make too big a fool of yourself yeah. And then, that's and then probably my most stressful moment was I would say the when they had me hosting the Inside Gaming Awards. So I was uh, the I was like the pre-show, like the Ryan Seacrest. Oh, I think he's and then telling the me about this one before. Start, <laughs> I, I love like, this story. 
Yeah, yeah, and they, and so so I'm doing the the pre-show, and it was it's fun, and and it's like you know everybody's there, and the you know all the pals. I can't like I don't have time to do much because for an hour and a half, two hours, I'm basically uh, you know on my own. But they're trying to bring people up for me to talk to, so it's literally like uh, like you would see a New Year's Eve show, counting down to the you know the ball dropping or whatever, where it's like different. Um, guests oh, coming up and there was a point where you know there's they have a schedule for me but there was a point where they just told me like you got it they do they do this like behind the camera <laughs> the producer's like like stretch you gotta stretch and usually that's like okay so i've got they're trying to get me a new guest and 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 i'm like um i'm like so i'm just riffing I, i'm live the whole time you can't stop and take a break so i'm like what do you talk about for like five ten minutes and then the guy goes, he, the guy goes like this. He's like, it's like, we need 45 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, give me somebody to talk to. <laughs> uh, and so I had to just bullshit for 45 minutes. And by the end of that, I felt like I'd run a marathon. It's mentally yeah. exhausting. Just sweating man- profusely. <laughs> yeah. Manners and I sort of revolted towards the end of 2011, where it was just like, we just sort of decided that we were just gonna you know instead of oh yeah we were hanging out in my apartment i remember that yeah they would just have these rules like you had to record everything in studio but they didn't give you like a decent space to do it so like you'd be recording these gameplays but there'd be like six people in your area and you're only divided by like this like thin divider and so i hate doing sponsor videos in that same environment (laughs) i've done that before like years ago you would go to like yeah you would go to like the dev studio or whatever and they would be like all right you're gonna record the game (laughs) but by the way there's just six people walking around listening to you act like a maniac yeah Yeah. do you remember the do you remember the audio booth was a cardboard box with foam taped on the inside and a yeti like a yeti (laughs) microphone in it and you just had to put it was like this big and you just put your head in it <laughs> and record it. This was at the office? Y- yes, yeah. and you're sweating profusely because it was so hot in there, too. But Nan- Nanners, and- Nanners and I would just be like, we're just not going to do that. And so we would go over to his apartment. I would smoke yeah. some weed. And they we told me like that some- I couldn't bring my computer in. They're like, I guess it was a, a liability or there was some, they were just trying to be controlling of the environment, figuring, I don't know exactly what they thought I was going to do on my computer that was going to be an issue. But I remember they, they told me because I'd had to edit videos like because I was making videos to post um, on the on Respawn. But um, yeah, they were just very restrictive about it. a lot of a lot of weird things. It's almost like they were figuring it out as they went. But no one really quite knew it seemed what like what they were doing. Um, and it became very apparent over time. It was just like, yeah. So are there rules or should we even be yeah, here yeah. or what's happening? I just don't understand. Yeah. They were kind of. There was no groundwork laid because nobody had really ever done that before. I'm sure it was kind of confusing for everybody, but yeah. obviously the execution was not the best. No, I think a lot of the, I think most of the audience probably didn't pick up on how dysfunctional things in act, in actuality were. Like it's because like it it seemed like yeah. they they were still enjoying that kind of shit. Like pretty. I don't think anybody I, really saw the severity of it until obviously Adam, you left. And then people are like, okay, now what? And then Hutch, you didn't you leave on like April 1st and everybody thought it was a fucking joke or something? <laughs> that was really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Like you're sitting there like miserable. Back in the time Sarkers when everybody would upload like, I'm quitting YouTube videos back then on April 1st. Literally everyone, yeah, your entire But summer. this one was legit and there was like emotions and like Sark is just sort of like 
He's leaving. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. fake. Yeah. Dude, can we talk about your exit interview, Hutch, where I told you we're going in. I've got you out. You're free. Oh, yeah. You're going to get your channel. All you have to do is shut the fuck up and don't say anything. We're going, just don't you, say anything. Do you remember you this? Recount, you recount this story. You've, we, we talked about it um, uh, at, at the 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 um the throwback inbox episode that we did like a year yeah, ago. Yeah. I have no memory of this. I totally believe you. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not true, but I have no memory. Of I was whatsoever. so pissed. So first off, negotiating or assisting in the negotiations, spearheading, we'll say that. The 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 effort to get them out with their channels was a Herculean like 18 month just battle. Uh, because Machinima was saying, Nan, as you remember, Machinima was saying, Yeah, you're free to go, but your channel's ours. And you're like, I want my ch- like I want all the stuff that I'm I've not gonna worked post for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to post videos if it doesn't belong to me. And it yeah. was such a monumental, like, bi-weekly battle to get them to finally. And remember, they only let you go with, they were like, okay, but you got to come back in and do shows every now and then. And I'm like, just go. And I will never call you again. Just go. Fly. Yeah. Uh, it was like we broke up and there was like this weird, like we it wasn't, we didn't fight our way out of it. It was just like, okay, so you're going to come back, right? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then you, looked, yeah you looked at me like, I was like, just agree to that. And then I'll even, never, yeah. I'll never activate that clause of our little like here. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't. I thought back. It wasn't leverage because what are they going to do? I mean, like it's just it's it's worse for the company yes. to cause that sort of issue than it is for yeah. one channel to just go. Like it's not it's not. Like, they're just looking. They're worried about it. Sort so of, Hutch, like, Hutch is what, a, he's what, a pleaser. He's a people pleaser. What? No, no, no. Hold on. A second. Let me interject real quick. I didn't want to go. I wanted them to pay. Give me a fat paycheck. I didn't want to go because part of it was like I didn't have the kind of faith that Adam had in him. Like Adam knew, like I'm going to go off on my own. It's going to be great. I didn't mm-hmm. have that same, like I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. So like, this is I, past I, I that though. Put, this okay. is past that. When the right, check I, was I, no I, longer on the table and it was now I can get you out with your channel. This okay. is, this is the, this is the end. I, and we're I, in I, the, I'm going to take you, take you out your word. <laughs> okay. For this. Take my word for it. <laughs> I remember it as if it happened five minutes ago. <laughs> And we're in the meeting and they're like, and, and and bosses that will remain nameless are like, they're, they're guilt tripping you. They're, they're saying like, well, you know, I feel like there's just so much stuff that we could have done. Oh, they really hate to see you go. And you're sitting there and I'm sitting like both legs, like, like nervous knee, nervous leg bouncing. And I'm just like, don't fucking say, don't say anything. Anything you say now counts as an agreement. Just don't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we, this was, this has been great. And, um, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to, you know, seeing what you do over there. And, and you open in slow motion. Like your mouth is like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and then you pitched something where you're like, well, what if we? Uh, I forget what the details were. You're like, what if you know, like I go out, I got my channel, it's fine, but but I come in and I'm doing this thing, and maybe you know, can we have like a little stipend or, or some fucking something? And I'm like, no, I had you, you were free, and the the boss's eyes are like. <laughs> like we've got him, we've got him. Uh, he ain't going nowhere. To, 
they knew how hey, to we'll work circle well, back to this and uh yeah they knew how yeah. to work us man that me me and adam like when when they first it, when they when they first started monetizing people's channels me and adam walked in and we're like okay here's a game plan we're gonna try to get uh so-and-so to give us our channels and then like we were like okay well we just think that it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to be paying us this salary when we could be making this much more with our channels and <laughs> the big boss reasonable. man was like no not gonna happen absolutely yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like it you can go and we, me and adam were like Okay, well, I guess we'll uh, go back upstairs. <laughs> we were not not yeah. equipped. We Dude, that's also the first the first time you came in, and I was like, "You got to ask for X amount of dollars." And when you came back like an hour later, you're like, "I got half of X." And I'm like, <laughs> 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 well, their their X that they offered me was like fucking twice what I was making waiting tables. So it just blew my mind. And so like my, I, know, I tried of, to prep you for that though. My but. concept of value is just so skewed. Yeah. I think it was what head. they were offering like commiserate to what you could actually make was quite. It yeah. was small. Yeah. 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 Man, <laughs> you guys have any regrets whatsoever? I mean, obviously for the mission of a thing, but like just any regrets with content creation whatsoever, any things that you've, I don't know, like any steps you Regrets? took, like like you guys stepped away for quite a while. Like you've just come back oh, okay. recently, uh, Sark. When you left Machinima, there was you never really had a channel before, had you? Didn't you start it after? No, like man, Halo I'm killing shit it. That you had done <laughs> like your first. <laughs> Every move back. I make is genius. <laughs> <laughs> I bailed from G4 as like like James Bond jumping out of an exploding plane into Machinima. Bailed out of Machinima as it blew up. Everyone's threatening to sue me as I leave. It's like. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I mean, that had to have been stressful, though, right? Like, I would have. Yeah, been. yeah, terrifying. So, yeah, so you know, moving to Machinima was a, f uh, or no, 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 Mo yeah, moving to Mach moving from G four to Machinima, and then moving from Machinima to my own. That was over a year of financial freefall. So I sp I burned through everything that I'd saved, and we only were able to even. As like the channel started to do something, we were only able to get by because my wife's grandmother died and left her like a few grand and it got us through. So Jesus, yeah, it was like uh, a huge gamble. But well, I, I would say like the, the, the biggest thing that I regret was when I went, when I came back, the numbers were like super massive and I... <laughs> just went i got eloped mm -hmm. in vegas i got a fucking penthouse and fucking Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> was living well beyond my means no concept of long-term planning and i i faced similar financial stress for like a, a little while and then it's only been until like the last like four or five years that i've managed to get some foundation but yeah. you young content creators when you first <laughs> get that that yeah. burst of popularity in the beginning you know try to try to learn from other people's mistakes and be be prudent about it because you know this is a really volatile yeah um, this yeah. can't this can be a really volatile job and so you Absolutely. may have to reinvent yourself a couple times or you may yep. have to you know spend more time with long time pace planning. yourself but Nan mm -hmm. nanners was like the opposite he was he was always thinking of preparing for like worse yeah case future thinking scenario. yeah mm. i'd say i'd say definitely i wish i would have taken the time better understand YouTube and how everything sort of functions from like a business sense. I think I was so focused on trying to make um, consistently good videos. I wasn't really <clears throat> like focused too much on like, why am I making this? Why, why should someone watch this? Or what is my strategy? What is, um, 
like how is this sustainable i think that's another thing too because like it's been what i've been 2009 so 11 years like trying to make sure that because most people they work somewhere and I, i think now more than any any time ever it seems like people are very transient they jump around from place to place and job to job and I think what what we do is isn't any different than that. And I think for the most part, it's really taking the time to understand where things are going. Because if you get complacent, or if you just sort of say, oh, "Okay, well, I just make this type of video, or I just do this, or this is where I'm at, so this is where I'll be," I, I think I think it's definitely a situation of evaluating on a more consistent basis, so you can kind of be safe in whatever your situation is, whether you have a family or people that depend on you or yourself, like whatever it may be, to really kind of get a strategy going. Um, I think for me in particular, like taking two years off to take the time to really say, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, how do I do this and maintain not only my emotional well-being, but also like financial literacy and, and making sure that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not spending money where I shouldn't and I'm, and I'm reinvesting and, and, uh, and just really trying to let strategize because it is something that it, it can come really fast. I know that there are plenty of YouTubers that just every month somebody blows up uh, or oh, yeah. streamers or what have you. So I think that what I would say is making sure that uh, live within your means, like Hutch said, um, and just take everything and just invest in the market or real estate or, or a business or start a business. Just really try to figure out, but don't spread yourself too thin, uh, too thin and try to think like wh- what makes sense in the long term and how can I sustain this in the long term? Yeah, I remember, what about, what, I remember what, talking what about you too. Do what? Oh yeah, no. I I remember what Nanners was saying. I remember having conversations with him about similar stuff, like back like three years ago while we were playing H one Z one and stuff. And you talking about like, oh yeah, I'm like learning about all this like real estate stuff, and that all really like rubbed off on me. And that's kind of how I've approached like all this through throughout you know the years of going and doing YouTube of just like I don't want to like finance anything outrageous that like like because that I just remember like certain creators. I'm not going to mention names would buy things, <laughs> finance them, and then it would all come crashing down within like a year or two. And then, you know, then they're just screwed. And it's just like, it's not worth it. Like if you're doing well, you know, you, you can make enough money and, and save it and be smart with it that, you know, it should never be a concern. Um, and so I've been pretty smart about that over the last like four years, especially has been a big focus. Well, what about really like good, regrets yeah. though? That was the question. Regrets. Regret any- yeah. You and Jiggly. Oh, I, I have a huge one. Oh yeah, Mine Anthony, was... I know has one. I'll, I'll think. You've been tweeting I... about it. Yeah, Wait, not what? even just know. necessarily that. Well, that's it's not getting one. a real bonsai tree for you. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! What was I thinking? <laughs> getting a bonsai? <laughs> no, this little guy back here. Oh, but, okay. uh, my actual my big regret is uh, I stepped away from YouTube for about two years. Right at what I didn't know was going to be the boom. Um, uh, so I stepped away because I was working at retail. I was managing. I was working like fifty hours a week. YouTube coming back from a nine to five job just felt like a chore. I wasn't enjoying it, so I stepped away. And literally six months later is like when a million became like the the number that everybody was hitting. It wasn't no. It was no longer just unachievable. And I, I don't know. Just hindsight, obviously, it's easy to look back and be like, oh, I sh- coulda, shoulda, woulda, but. That that's probably the big one. The one I tweeted about the other day of just like I I went on that live tour. Obviously, I hooked up with uh most of you guys. I, mm, I saw. I try I tried to get Hutch to come out. I, I think you had to miss it or something, but I got you out there, Adam. But I all momentum that I had built going into that tour, I essentially lost because I couldn't maintain being on the road five days a week and then running a channel 
not sustainable yeah 24 hours while when I'm you home. were telling me i was like I, like because i didn't I, I knew you would probably come to that conclusion and i didn't want to provide unsolicited advice but like as i was watching it i was like this is gonna be a crash and burn kind of situation because you guys oh, yeah. are i mean traveling alone can be quite a bit um right before covid i was traveling and i'm i'm got the the van and the airstream and the cats and we're trying to get to this destination and that and that that's for fun but like when somebody is paying you and you have to be someplace and there's a lot of logistics i'm sure that can be on top yeah. of everything else you're 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 gonna find yourself in a situation where you're like because you were still doing i think you said you were doing youtube at the time as well and yeah. i was like how do you do like quality control and how do you feel incentivized to because you're just spread so thin like you're just trying to be everything to everyone um, yeah. And I think that's that's extremely challenging. I'm sure you probably, as you've kind of taken more time, that that really kind of try to evaluate what what matters to you and where you want to spend your time. There yeah, had to exactly. have been like some personal value though, right? Like, because because that I feel like because I remember you were telling me about it over beers at Korean barbecue with um, <laughs> Mike and May and all them, and yeah. uh, and when you were telling me about it, I was getting a panic ta- panic attack just like thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Holy hell! Like, like that would be so doing? scary. But the fact that you actually did it though i mean on some yeah. level that's got to be good for yourself that's sick right? yeah it's like, yeah no it's an experience yeah. i would probably never take back it was one of those you know it's an emotional tweet on a rough morning kind of day but it's <laughs> there are obviously times where you look back and you're like you know what if i hadn't done that where would my channel be any better today but oh man. i don't know that's that's sort of me always like it's sort of like adam's perspective like i'm always trying to think of what's what's next what's ahead and how I could yeah. be in a better situation, maybe if I hadn't taken that opportunity. But yeah, out of curiosity, what what do you find yourself uh, like needing? What are what are your strong needs as opposed to strong wants? Uh, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit trapped in gaming. Um, okay, so you want to? Yeah, I think you were talking about doing stuff outside of gaming. We had a conversation after the show. Yeah, yeah. join Is me that still in the, uh, the case? Political toxicity. Come, come, oh, on God. come on in. The water's great. That'll be good. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah, awesome. It sounds awesome. It sounds great. <laughs> no, I just uh, sort of like like Sark before you came into the whole machinima realm. I mean, obviously, X or X Play was gaming oriented, but it's just more entertainment. It was you were on the yeah. entertainment yeah, side. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's more where I'm inclined to be as a personality. I used gaming as a platform for my personality, and now I'm sort of feeling trapped by that platform mm, i see i suck at games man i'm gonna be the first one to tell you i'm fucking doggy doo-doo but i'm funny but i can no longer yeah. just be the funny fat side character in a comic movie like i need the lead role god damn it hell yeah hell <laughs> oh, yeah yeah when you think about all the where's panda's like- tommy boy <laughs> <laughs> when you think about all the things that like you could have done differently along your career that's like staring into the abyss yeah, totally. if you, if you, if you totally. spend too much time in that place, it'll make your fuck. It'll like physically make you ill if you spend too much time thinking about that. And I think probably everybody in here has done that at some point, thinking about like how they could have improved or done something better. But, oh, yeah. um, but like Dude, that's I, why I don't want to go out on regrets. We got to talk about like favorite memory or some shit. Oh, we we've still got thirty minutes before we've got. Okay, good, off. good, good. I'm just making sure we got to end on a high note because I'm oh, about to kill myself. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait till the end. <laughs> let's, okay. Let's go off on a banger. <laughs> no, no, oh, it's, shit. uh, I don't, it's not so much as a regret as the, is it's, uh, maybe I wish I had planned for it better or managed it a little bit better. Or 
yeah i, I mean beforehand I've, or something I'm, I'm right in the same boat as you in the same sort of school of thought i don't know if i file it fully under regret but it's a fun thought exercise to imagine that i just bailed machinima with hutch and nanners mm-hmm. and kicked shit off years earlier you know right what's that year and a half two years earlier that's like um, two years. That you got That's like thinking like yeah, dog years. Two years is a, a lot happens in two years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's all uh, it's all formative. So yeah, because you're here now. I mean, I know that time has transpired, but for the most part, it's like I mean, it's weird to think back as a like you said, like a thought exercise to say, okay, what what did I value at sixteen? And then obviously transport yourself into the future. Totally. It's like all totally. of this. I mean, it really just comes down to very basic stuff, which is like meeting all your needs, making sure like doing YouTube and not have to worry about the logistics of, oh, man, what if this video doesn't perform? Or, oh, man, what if someone tries to cancel me? Oh, man, or what if I'm not funny anymore? Or, oh, man, what if I whatever happens that people find themselves in? Um, I, I definitely say that if, if you get any level of success, just definitely try to, to pad in your safety. And when I say safety, I mean the ability to freely make choices and not to be stuck in a regret mindset. Um, because yeah, I mean, I think even myself, like I did quite well for myself, but I probably could have done better if I wasn't so emotional, but I think I did so well because I was emotional. So it's right. kind of like, I don't think there's really a bad or a good instance because no, bad things yeah. happen and then they're followed by good things. Yeah, yep. and, and I think that that very much, it's all relative to perspective because um, yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Because um, yeah. the other day I was on, just out of curiosity, I was on Twitch and I went to Cold War and I just started scrolling and I just scrolled down and I scrolled down and I scrolled down and I got to like 30 viewers, then 20. And then it's just a sea of one viewer and at the very bottom was zero viewers. And I just started clicking on channels and I clicked on one random channel and it had like one viewer and the dude was like, so uh, I've been streaming all week, uh, 10 hours every day and um, I haven't got any traction, but <laughs> we're trying you know and it was a very like it was a very weird of all the things that i clicked on um and i think that uh people i don't know it, it just seems like it can get very dark if not looked at sort of like subjectively and take yourself back and say well what totally. value do you provide and 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 why should someone watch not not in an insulting way but like why why other than clickbait or a topical thing like why click on this video or why reinvest time for future videos i think the why is really important not only for yourself but for people for people watching because like i definitely taken the time to look at like why i'm doing things and i think that that definitely creates more calm because i i definitely struggle with like stress and anxiety and depression and i think the one thing that's helped me even now is um not sweating the small stuff and not getting so locked into well what will happen and what did i not do because ultimately i mean just take a look up and you're just on some spinning little thing in the middle of nothing and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's all relative like we're a bunch of little ants and we all think we're so like significant and powerful and i think it is very much we are significant we are valuable but ultimately it's only as serious and stressful and 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 uh whatever it may be as you make it out to be um and i know that it's easier said than done but just um i don't know do some meditation and some walks and see what you can arrive at you know so, yeah. Oh, Peters yeah. is working on his 15 Rules for Life book. That's right. I'm not Three more steps than Jordan Peterson. No, that's <laughs> sitting in his airstream with his laptop and his cat. Yeah. Step I, I'm not a very good speller <laughs> or indoor writing. It's just anything like uh, oral, as it were. Uh, that's yeah. where I'm at. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I've had to oh. do that because my channel is by far the smallest 
uh, of like you know the people in this call and the, the, the a, a lot of the. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh oh, like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but even yeah, even yeah. Twi- even like on Twitch though, you've got an established presence and uh yeah. I've had to I've had to address those thoughts, Nanners, where it's like, why what am I doing? You and I have talked about this many times, but it took me a while before I just sort of became okay doing what I'm doing. Right? Mm. Like um like I, you know, it'll take me a week, week and a half, two weeks sometimes to make one video. And I used to really beat myself up, like up yeah. over that. And then after a while, I was like, yeah, but this is the video I want to make. And this is why I'm doing it. And, mm-hmm. and if I can make a living doing that, then that's great. But if not, I'd rather just go do something else than uh, like try and you know, force it. Mm. So that's, like, that's it's shit. taken a long time to be okay with that. Not internalized that things that aren't so there. Yeah. Important. That is so important, especially like long term. Cause I remember between probably like 2015 and 2017, I was just, it just felt like very grindy. It's just everything. I, I didn't even want to play video games. Most of the time I, I wasn't enjoying the stuff that I was editing. I was like, well, this is a piece of shit. I'm going to, let me upload this today. And, <laughs> yeah. and, I just, and, I did that, and I just did that because it's like, well, I got to get a video of today. And, and after doing that for such a long time, I finally started to sort of veer into something that I really enjoy and like with the politics stuff. And, and then in the beginning, it was kind of a rough transition because most of my crowd was gaming and like most of them had no, you know, they, they didn't really think of me in that way. But after doing it for a little while, now it's like I, I, I really enjoy doing it. And it's actually started to, you know, literally pay dividends because I have this, you know, really established Twitch audience and it's going great. Like Twitch has just been this lifeline yeah. and, um, and I'm just way, way, way more happier and way more stable just in general. Yeah, I was doing that. But, but it took a couple of years of like a lot of stress to yeah. get to that point. Yeah, I was trying to think of like, regrets or whatever and I'm like i don't really have any that stand out because i'm pretty happy with where i'm at but one of them that i was like maybe i was like i didn't upload a whole lot like in the early years like 2013 and 14 i would maybe upload like a video a week sometimes it would be like once a month there for a couple months there were times and like i wish i had uploaded more back then but at the same time like i've only ever uploaded videos when i like felt like doing it that's always been my thing. I've never had a daily schedule. Even now, I try to post every day, but if like there's a couple of days where I don't feel like recording anything or or doing anything or like it's a downtime as far as games, like whatever games are out, I'm just not interested in. Like I may yeah, go that- a few days without uploading, um, but I think that's good because I only ever upload videos where I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Like this is gonna be fun. So yeah, you said you took your first vacation just kind of semi recently, and it kind of yeah, it was back in like bit. January. That was the first time I had ever <laughs> taken like a vacation vacation since starting YouTube in 2011. That was the first time I had ever gone somewhere and done absolutely nothing but just like relax and not worry about my channel. And that was really nice. It was only like four days or something. We went to like Miami Beach in January. Um, but yeah, that was like really the first time because otherwise anytime I'd go on a trip and be like, yeah, the trip's going to be fun, but I need to make sure I have a video going up each day or whatever or like a couple videos up while I'm gone and right. a couple videos ready for when I get back because you know, my videos, I usually take a couple of days for them to be edited. I have editors now, but even still, it takes a couple of days for me to record something and then upload it. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, if I don't record anything for three days, when I come back, there's two more days where a video won't be up. So 
Yeah, and there was finally I, I, earlier this year where I was like, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm just going to go on a vacation. Come back when I come back. So, that, that shit is so important. Yeah. And like, I get, I get worried about the, the, the fucking kids these days watching. Because <clears throat> so much, so much. Like, I'm serious, Nanners. Don't have me. But, I, but, uh, but I, get, I get worried about um, sort of like the prevalence of grind culture. Yeah. You know, like when they, when they see all their, their creators that are like, yeah, I'm a fucking It'll 10 crack. hours a day, seven days Everyone a week. Gotta cracks. stay on that grind. <laughs> nobody, nobody can sustain yeah. that. Nobody can sustain that. Maybe like there are some very, very few personalities that actually do like okay in that kind of settings but for the most part you know everybody needs yeah. to something health wise will give either physical or mental usually mm-hmm. it's mental but mm-hmm. if for whatever reason you're that mentally strong to just grind whatever it is you're doing 10 hours a day every day for years that shit is going to take physical toll on your health yeah like yeah. you can also like a lot of yeah. the people that are grinding they also have like a team of people that help them behind the scenes that yeah you, you can't you can't see so it's not like they're just yeah anyways yeah take some time uh, off tyler what do you you think motivates the desire for like i have to do videos every day or i i need to do like what what is um money is it is it a voice in your head (laughs) money and fear yeah money and fear fear. either either one just like this is a crazy opportunity i want to make as much money as possible so i'm gonna upload every day or it's fear of like i don't know how long this is gonna last i'm gonna make sure i do everything i can at all times see yourself in the future in terms of like do you find yourself like in the city, out of the city, with a family, not a fan. Like, where yeah, you, like, so how, how do you envision your future? That's something I thought about a lot, like the past year or two, uh, is like really figuring out because I've been with my girlfriend for going on six years now, um, and kind of have finally decided like where I want to live, what kind of lifestyle I want to have, what kind of house I want, and, and everything. And that's really just like this past year that that's really kind of um, I made that kind of decision because. There for a while, I was like, maybe I want to be in LA because that's where everybody is and that's where all the opportunities are in, in the gaming scene. But it's like, I'm doing just fine not being in LA. I don't mind flying there 10 times a year, 12 times a year, you know, once a month, however often. Obviously, not this year, but mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't really want to be in LA. I don't think I would be happy there. I don't really like the lifestyle. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm happy here in, in Tennessee. I like, I like the area. It's not crazy expensive. You can get land. My parents are here. Um, and so this is where I've kind of decided like, okay, this is where I want to be. Now I'm going to get like kind of the house I want and get settled in and then just focus on whatever I want really for the next five years, which is still YouTube right now. But do they have legal weed in uh, Tennessee? No, not yet. (laughs) But as soon as they do, my girlfriend is going to grow the finest that Tennessee has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she's big into like gardening and shit. And she's like, as soon as it's, she's like, as soon as it's legal, she's like, I'm going to grow some weed. All right. What what is the timeline on federal legalization? Is it even, or is it just like we're back to normalcy and then gotta it'll wait four de- more years? It'll be decriminalized in like four months, but that but 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 then it gets kicked kicked down to the state. So like even if it's legally, you'd have to you'd have to federally legalize it. But I don't even I don't even just know move to Portland to and that. inject meth into your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, do the shrooms right. and then do some. I think they what do they decriminalize like everything? Dec- yeah, pretty everything. much everything. They do criminalize like, everything. You can still, it, they, it goes to, it, it's, it's a shift of treatment instead of incarceration. Yeah. I mean, Portugal Dude, did that. Nice Portugal did marinara, that. Marinara, like, magic mushrooms. Dude, uh, Portugal did it like 10 years mushrooms. ago and they had, they had tremendous success with it. Like way better. Like the, the youth, youth, um, the rate of drug use with Young people in Portugal went Dude, down. Dude, think of how strong Oregonian athletes are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh Dude, God. world records are going to be broken. 
doesn't, it doesn't make sense that they 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 test like NFL players for marijuana as if that's a performance enhancing drug. Yeah, it would make you more. They've cut down on maybe we cut down on marijuana testing in the NFL. I think they only uh, do it once uh, in the okay. season. It seems now. pretty stupid. Like. Who was it who got in trouble for it all the time? Josh Gordon, is that who it is? Is that his name? Josh Gordon, Mark Davis Bryant, <laughs> we get in, guys. We get in trouble Didn't for Michael weed Phelps every have time. an issue too? Michael Phelps. Yeah. What's, the, I thought, yeah, what's yeah. the penalty for NFL? You just like, they make you sit a couple games to pay a fine. I feel like Josh it. Gordon got suspended for like... Well, like, he, did it, he, oh, he got suspended like six season. times, so the severity went up. <laughs> yeah, he got suspended for like a season. The first time they get you, it's a few games, probably a fine, but if they get you multiple times... Does he still get paid if he gets benched? Uh, with the suspensions, no, it's unpaid. Oh, uh, okay. He was—he literally got suspended for so long he was selling cars in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, really? I, was, I thought he was big brain for a second. He's just like, oh yeah, I can't play again. Sorry. No, he nah, legitimately nah. struggled no. with addiction issues, though. It wasn't just smoking uh, pot. He had other okay. substance abuse issues, but there's a they've MMA sort of cut it down. Too, right? The the was that sure MMA fighter that, that 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 tested positive for cocaine or something like that? What was his name? John uh, something. John Bon Jones. I think his is for steroid use. Oh, or performance enhancing use. I don't know. Performance I mean, they, enhancing. A lot of them cocaine. openly smoke marijuana. Yeah. I mean, if we got the, the shit beat out of me for a night for a million dollars, I'd go home and smoke a fat blunt too. Dude, I'm just saying, let Portland host the Olympics. Watch, watch the Olympic torch is just a dude. massive no fucking mass plant. <laughs> have like, the Olympic torch is the biggest blunt you've ever seen. No, yeah. they'd be like, I'm, I'm talking, think bigger. Think like PCP yoke bodybuilding, <laughs> like lifting buses and shit. While on oh a like a ton of mushrooms. Swimmers, <laughs> just just swimmers pitter pattering across the surface. They're just running across the water like Jesus. People are hurling javelins into the audience. Dude, yeah. make a Portland Olympics happen and what let's smash some goddamn records. It would be wild to watch. A seven second hundred meter just <laughs> and then as they cross the line they explode like that's the end of their life but when they got the record <laughs> that would be I would watch the shit out of that <laughs> it's gotta be coming to Texas soon no, 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 I would they, assume you, you, really you guys don't even have um you guys don't eventually even have, uh, all things marijuana no, it's, Texas, it's, it's literally like your options is yeah, CBD. I think they'll lynch you in Texas yeah. for marijuana still. Yeah, I think they yeah, put yeah. you in like three prisons or something. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, they put three different parts C- of you in three different prisons. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> CBD is nice though. CBD is, it's, I find it quite, pl- have you, have you guys dabbled in it yet? Oh yeah. CBD? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I just a little bit, the yeah. THC. It helps a lot with like uh, um, anxiety and uh, and uh, muscle pain stuff like that. Depends on where it's sourced though, because it's not like everything's. It's a little bit of a wild west because of the nature of it. You're like, oh, okay, so this is okay, but then this is not because the THC levels are exceed some value or something. But um, yeah, yeah, a lot of I haven't I haven't smoked or vaped since LA. Really? How long has that been? Two years? Three years? Two little over two years? Yeah. Yeah, California and Texas are way different Go visit. in that regard. Go visit LA for a day. Talk about a tolerance break. <laughs> I was like, ah, I thought it was going to be dead. I'll get high in the plane as it's landing. <laughs> Man, I don't think yeah. I've taken a tolerance break in 12 months. What, what state are you in? Ohio. Oh, tolerance break? You're fine. You yeah. need that. What's a tolerance break? Just, Just a, people a break like, from smoking, so that way it doesn't oh, okay. take nearly as much. To oh, get where I see, you need I see. to be. 
but fuck it. <laughs> dude, I was always a lightweight. Like I'm a big dude, but I was always super like Do you dude, remember- if someone smoked if I smoked it knocked my ass into oblivion. <laughs> and it, so, like, I would get high if someone two, like, two, three seats down from me, like, like lit up something, contact. and I'd be like, oh, "Dude, we are all on a little blue marble <laughs> through space." Do you remember? You remember when I gave you that brownie that for the oh first my God. time? So, so my first, my both first of you experience. actually, both of you. Yeah, my first experience was a brownie, and Hutch didn't really give me the best uh, heads up because you shouldn't told, have an edible. Fuck your first you! Experience. I told no, you, you should never have an to. edible your first time. There, I, I told I mean, like, you. I said, do not eat more than a quarter of this brownie. Don't do whole thing, it. Didn't I told you. You ordered, dude. Even a quarter. And then the you thing called was like me. this big. It was you like, ate the like whole you, thing. You didn't eat the whole thing. Oh, I didn't eat the whole thing. This is your oh. first experience. You yeah, ate yeah. a lot, though, because I remember as Dude, your boss, I called you, you was had like, to call is it okay sick to me? fall asleep? Because <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> you called me and you said, um, um, so my throat my is throat, uh, closing? I, uh, uh, closing? I is this okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, I It was I... two calls because you called yeah. me at work and you're like, I'm not feeling well. I can't come in. Then you called Hutch at his desk and you're like, I think I'm dying. I'm suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my feet. next day. Yeah, because yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was messed up the next day. Because I, I, I don't bad. remember much, but I was just, I, I woke up on my. I guess I laid down, which I guess makes sense because you're sleepy. But yeah, that was traumatizing. I stayed away from it for a long time because of that really situation. Bad. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. It wasn't like years later. I was like, oh. Is actually very no, therapeutic. You, you By the way, I only know this because Hutch ratted you out instantly. He hung up the phone and then came to me laughing. Oh, yeah. That's and crying. <laughs> you're, you're remembering this wrong. He called me at like midnight the night before. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, you well, you told in, me when you t- you came in and told me I was that. Like, I, I, I the things I did. Yeah, I was, was playing so Borderlands funny. and I was playing with the group and I was like, because I I had made dinner. And then I'd had a dessert because it's a brownie. I figured that made sense, but I didn't know because like the way you digest. And so I just played for a bit. I got off. And I was like, yeah, that was a good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and Sark, you uh... said you were playing Battlefield and then you just completely stopped functioning after. 30... Yeah, I felt like everything was. Just <laughs> 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 trying to play Battlefield. And then. And... <laughs> My girlfriend, my my to be wife, she's sitting on the couch just dying laughing, and I'm like, "This fucking sucks." <laughs> and, and then like, the, the the remote slipped out of my hand, like I I couldn't even hold on to the the controller. It like slips out of my hands, and and I go like this in my chair. I go, "Oh, I'm fucking useless." <laughs> And then just stay there. And she's like, what dude, it killed you. It's yeah, like it someone shot alone. you with a trank dart. I couldn't have <laughs> thought of a worse scenario that you put me in. It's all your fault, Hutch. Not my problem at all. Yeah, I, just I did feel guilty about that. No, it's all, it's all good. Because years later, I was like, oh, that was the wrong way to do that. That was just a <laughs> situation. Well, Absolutely. Machinima one time invited us. They they were doing like, yeah, we're going to be doing a showing of Tucker Dale versus Evil. Tucker and Dale, Dale versus Evil. Have oh, I remember seeing that. that was, yeah, it, was it was a great movie, but uh, yeah. it's like the like a small independent kind of comedy horror film. Yeah, and they they explained it like it was just going to be some showing. So I thought it was just going to be like us, like ten of us in the theater or whatever watching this. And so I fucking of course ate like half a brownie before showing up, <laughs> and then it turns out it's the fucking premiere. 
<laughs> and so I go up to the, I go up to these escalators. And when I get up there, there's like fucking literally people like fucking pulling cameras out. There's like the stars of the movie there. Um, and I just remember freaking the, I grabbed kale and I was like, you got to save me from this man. I don't know anybody. I'm <laughs> Dude, I remember walking outside to, to shoot an episode. Nanners was not there, but it was with you. And I forget what the circumstances were, but we needed to shoot a thing and you were fucking blazed <laughs> and you were, and it was, it had just oh, come oh, up. And so Hutch is like this. He's like, do I look high? Or... You're like, and yes. I was like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. Just let me do this. Oh, so we man. do a whole thing. And you didn't say anything other than, uh-huh, uh-huh, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, times. my Lord. <laughs> so you have no legal got... weed here in Tennessee. Let's <laughs> what? I mean, people, even red states, you know, this, this, um, in 2020 voted to legalize like all over. So I think most people, I think like two out of three people in the country now think it should be legal, which is crazy. Yeah. Cause like in the night, in the nineties, it was the opposite. It was only one out of three. So just in the last, like, you know, thir- 20, 30 years, that's a pretty dramatic shift. So. I was, oh, yeah. a, that was a good game. They played like say no and dare and all that stuff. Like I thought I was just going to be like, Oh my God, <laughs> I, thought I was going to catch on fire and die. <laughs> the biggest secret was like, it was like, don't have sex because babies happen. Like, <laughs> Dude, this shit is generational, man. They're <laughs> so literally, stupid. it's like literally the, the, they're dying off. Uh, right. Like, and then the new yes. line of thinking yes. comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Yeah, our only enemy is time now. Yeah. We just have to outlast them. <laughs> I accept your wager. Eat healthy and get good sleep. Drugs will be legal someday. <laughs> I got um, to get going here pretty soon, guys. Yeah, I got, yeah, but. So, um, yeah, thank you, thank you, guys, for inviting us on. This is a yeah, no, this has been super fun. I feel like there's still infinitely more to talk about and maybe we can do it again sometime super fun chat with you guys yep. some I'm of the, the OGest of OGs in the YouTube gaming scene so it was it was really cool yeah. to come and talk Good about stuff up. yeah a lot of the stuff was stuff that happened before I even like I said was even on the platform which was crazy so yeah it was yeah, really cool city, like repeat things you guys have probably heard over the years yeah we try to avoid that but like I, I'm completely in the dark I was like so it's no, it's, a, no, it's that, a lot there's a lot of different pieces yeah. of that timeline yeah. oh yeah no, so. no that was a ton of fun all right well yeah, thanks for coming also, on guys Panda, you're not the fat guy you're looking good buddy forget that shit not you're below the microphone <laughs> <laughs> well, so, don't stand up so lighting and angles. <laughs> there's a reason why it crops here <laughs> 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 it hides the uh, the C cup breasts. <laughs> oh shit! All right, I guess we have to end on that note, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we'll end up <laughs> <laughs> on the C cup breasts. <laughs> All right, see you later. All right, bye guys. See ya. Yeah.